we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, and welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your coach, Brittany King. I am so glad that you're here today. How are you doing? Seriously, how are you feeling? Are you doing okay? If you're listening to this sometime in May, you might be feeling a little funky. I'm recording this episode on Mother's Day, and this Mother's Day feels a little bit different, but that's okay. It's okay to break the norm from what we usually do, like going to brunch or maybe having a family barbecue. In fact, I think that it's times like this that really make us appreciate those little things that we just take for granted. And even though the norm that we're used to is different now, that love and recognition and appreciation, that does not change. In fact, I think that it's even more there than it's ever been before. In fact, as I've been sitting here reflecting, I'm in awe of all the mamas out there. They're juggling work, business, life, kids. I know it's not easy. So if you're a mom and you're listening, I just want you to know that you are doing a great job. Seriously. I know it doesn't always feel that way. I know it must be so hard. It might be driving you crazy on some days. And I think you have one of the toughest but most rewarding jobs in the world, and you're doing a great job, like I said. And I want to give a shout out to all the women out there, even if you don't have kids, the women that are mothering themselves regularly, and the women out there that are putting everyone else's needs before their own. I see you, I recognize you, and I just want you to know that I think that you're doing an amazing job too. Have you stopped to give yourself any sort of recognition? Have you even slowed down for just a moment to acknowledge yourself for all the hard work that you're putting into yourself and everyone around you? Well, if you haven't, I want you to do that right now. Today's episode is all about women's health. So I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but if you listen to it this week, May 11th to May 16th is National Women's Health Week. And that's so amazing. A whole week dedicated to encouraging and reminding women to take care of themselves. And it's kind of crazy that we need that reminder, but it's there for a good reason because it has become the societal norm to put everyone's needs before our own, to burn ourselves out. We wear it like a badge of honor and we don't get anything in return other than stress. And I'm guilty of it too. And I often have to remind myself, am I taking care of myself on all levels? Sometimes I forget because I'm so worried about making sure that my family's okay and my clients are okay and my friends are okay. And I have to take a step back and really check in and see if I am taking care of myself on all of those levels. The thing about stress is it's very, very sneaky. We often don't realize the implications of it until it's too late. Stress to our body 
is no bueno. The reason why it's no good is because it can cause way more inflammation than we already have. And if our body is in a chronic state of inflammation, our immune systems weaken. And the last thing that we want to do is have a weak immune system. We need to keep our immune system stronger than ever, especially right now. And when we're not taking care of our health, that is when our immune system suffers. And I think the timing of Women's Health Week has been amazing because it's a great opportunity to check back in and really start making our health a priority. And when I say health, it's more than just our physical body and being absent of disease. In fact, it's just our overall well-being. And when I think of health, I view it as our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, and our physical health. And all of those areas of health is what make us whole. We can't have one without the other. They're all interconnected and by strengthening and finding harmony in those areas, that is how we can show up like our best selves and then take care of those around us. I say it almost every single day, and I remind myself of this every day, especially when I'm feeling run down or depleted. You can't pour from an empty cup. I know when I feel like my cup is running on low, and that is my check-in of pump the brakes. I need to start taking care of these certain areas of my life. And I can always tell which area of my health is lacking just based off of how I'm feeling. And today's episode is all about providing you with tactical steps that you can use today to start helping become that healthy person that you deserve to be. Now, keep in mind, these are techniques and practices that work for me, and I realize that they may not work for everyone, and that's okay, but you've probably heard of them all, and that's great too, because maybe this is your reminder that it's time to take some more consistent action. I believe you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. So my intention is that you come away from this episode with at least one thing that you can start implementing today that's going to help you, your health, your happiness, and well-being. So we're going to start with spiritual health because our spiritual health is something that often I think gets pushed aside. And when we think of spiritual health, to me, it's being connected to energy. It's about believing in something bigger than myself. And a lot of times spirituality is connected to religion, and that's great too. It's just being connected to something outside of ourselves. And the reason why this is so important is because human beings, we want to search for meaning in our life. And through a spiritual practice, we can find that said meaning. But whatever spirituality means to you, there's some practices that you can use daily that can really help strengthen your spiritual health. That includes prayer, devotionals, journaling, reflecting, and meditation. And meditation is my tool that I use every single day to really help me connect to that higher source, the universe, whatever you want to call it. 
And a lot of times when people hear meditation, they think that that means they have to turn off their brain and not think anything. And that couldn't be further than the truth. As someone that has a monkey brain and ADD, uh, I can attest that meditation has actually helped me calm my mind with the thoughts that I have. Our thoughts are actually a part of meditation. The point of meditating is to be able to see those thoughts without any judgment. It separates you from the thoughts, which those thoughts create an emotion. And just being able to observe them without judgment is such a powerful place to be. I know that uh, meditation practice might seem kind of daunting and unrealistic, but I always say, just try it. Start with two minutes. I know sometimes you want to dive all in and do 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, and that might be fine in the short term, but is that going to be sustainable? Start small. Set a timer for two minutes and see how it grows from there. If the timer isn't your thing, there's tons of apps. My personal favorite is Headspace, but there's also Calm and Insight Timer and 10% Happier. They're all amazing and they all provide you the tools and information that you need to get your meditation practice started. So those are my practices for strengthening your spiritual health. Next, I want to talk about mental health. And a lot of times, mental health and emotional health are used interchangeably, but there's a distinct difference. But with that being said, you really can't have one without the other, or else an imbalance can occur. So, a good way to think about the difference between mental and emotional health is they're kind of like a tag team. So, your mental health refers to your ability to process information. And your emotional health, on the other hand, that refers to your ability to express feelings which are based upon the information that you receive. So if your mental health is hindered by anxiety, depression, stress, you might have a hard time identifying what the situation is. This might bring on an action that might be incorrect to what's actually going on. So for example, you might receive an email from a boss and you perceive it as something stressful and then it causes you to feel anxious, which causes you to go grab a bag of chips and mindlessly eat because you're trying to regulate your emotions. So you can kind of see how mental health has to do with your thoughts and your thoughts create the emotions and your emotions create your actions and your actions create the result or the outcome that you get. So when you think about mental health, you really on a surface level, it's our thoughts on a deeper level. It's the domain of our beliefs, desires, values, and goals. You know, our beliefs are opinions and we hold these true without having real immediate proof of them. And our values represent who we are at our truest essence. And values and belief can come from thoughts that are formed at a very early age. The reason why having mental health practices are so important because if you're not taking care of your mental health, it will cause a disconnection throughout the rest of your body. When we're in an imbalance, it can keep us stuck in a consistent state of thinking, strategizing, 
plotting and doing, 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 going, going, going. And this disrupts all other areas of our health and can create more unnecessary stress. So some best practices for strengthening your mental health include eating a nourishing diet and getting enough sleep, staying socially connected. Even if you can't see the other person right now, it's all about that zoom or FaceTime limiting the news and being really mindful about social media that you consume using positive affirmations, practicing daily gratitude, doing something kind for someone else, because it really takes the focus out of ourself and onto someone else. It really helps you think about how you feel about yourself and the meaning that you find in helping other people will enrich and expand your life. And another way that you can really strengthen your mental health is through movement and just taking mindful breaks throughout the day. Now, if you're really struggling with your mental health, reaching out to a licensed therapist is always so incredibly helpful. Just having someone that you can talk to about the thoughts that you have can be so beneficial just to have that space. So next we're going to move into emotional health and I explained the difference between mental and emotional health and emotional health is so important to our overall well-being. When you are emotionally healthy, you are in control of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. When you have that emotional balance, you're able to cope with life's challenges It keeps your problems in perspective and it helps you bounce back from setbacks. When people feel good about themselves and have good relationships, they are able to thrive and really take consistent action in their life. Now, I want to point out that being emotionally healthy does not mean that you're happy all the time. It really doesn't. In fact, it just means that you're aware of your emotions and it knows that you are in control of the thoughts that are bringing on those feelings. It, when you're emotionally healthy, you can deal with whatever comes your way, positive or negative. The thing about emotional health is you still feel stress and anger and sadness, but the difference is you know how to manage those negative feelings. When you have a strong emotional health practice, you know the difference of being able to handle them on your own or when it's time to reach out and ask for help. It's so important to develop that emotional health because you can adopt practices that have a positive outlook on life that will help you both mentally and emotionally. When your thoughts are more optimistic, our emotional states, they will be more positive. And when our emotional states are in harmony, our physical body will be healthier. So you can see how it's all connected. So some ways that you can really strengthen your emotional health is taking time to self-reflect. And this includes journaling, like I mentioned earlier, Developing a practice of self-forgiveness and forgiving others, and that could be a part of journaling, but really coming from a place of love and compassion. Deepening your practice, deepening your connection with yourself and others. And again, I'm going to say gratitude almost every single one because gratitude is the antidote to so many problems that we have in our life. When you come from a place of real gratitude, you can see all of the blessings you have, even in the darkest times. 
And gratitude is definitely a practice and it starts with journaling and then eventually it just becomes a way of being and a way that you live your life. But you, from my experience, you cannot be in a place of fear and gratitude at the same time. And you can't be in a place of anxiety and gratitude at the same time. Like your focus completely shifts and it takes those thoughts that you're having that are creating the feelings of anxiety or stress. And it starts to refocus it on something that can build resilience. The last two things that you can do to really strengthen your emotional health include listening to uplifting music. Nothing changes a mood more like listening to music and moving your body. And the last one is using mindfulness and mindfulness is a part of meditation for sure, but it can be done without meditating. Mindfulness is just the practice of bringing that non-judgmental awareness of what is going on around you without attaching any sort of meaning to that experience. That just means having a few minutes of something you enjoy throughout your day. And eventually, because it's a practice that will grow and grow and grow. Okay. So the last part of your health is your physical health and your physical health is a reflection and total sum of all the aspects of who you are. It allows you to see what is going on in all areas of your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Exercise and healthy eating are typically what comes to mind when you think about a good physical health. However, your exercise of choice isn't the only thing to consider when striving for good physical health. I think we all know people who have clean eating habits and are physically fit, but they might carry some excess mental and emotional stress, which can wear and tear on their health. While it might not always be easy to recognize, chronic stress takes such a toll on our physical body. Stress occurs when our spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional needs are not being met. Stress triggers us to go into fight or flight response, which is a survival mechanism, and it's literally hardwired into our DNA. It's how our physiology prepares to respond to potentially life-threatening events. When this response is triggered repeatedly, it creates so much wear and tear on the physical body. Like I said earlier, health is more than just being absent of disease. True health comes from we are able to create harmony within each areas of health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Our physical body is the foundation, but it's everything else. Our physical body is the foundation in this life. It is what everything else is built upon, but it's equally important to practice each of those areas on a regular basis to remain and keep that harmony. But it's equally important to exercise each of those three parts on a regular basis to maintain harmony. We need to establish our own individual health, fitness, and wellness practices. Now, there's a lot of information out there, but the practices that will strengthen your physical body include nourishing your body with whole food, really limiting sugary drinks and processed sugar and getting enough water. It's true. I mean, these things are so simple and it feels so silly sometimes having to remind ourselves of this, but these are the factors that make up our healthy body. 
Finding ways to manage stress is a big one. And I think that moving your body is one of the best ways to manage your stress. And it doesn't have to be something crazy, but as long as you're moving for 30 minutes a day, that can help reduce stress and strengthen our physical body. And the last and most important thing that you can do for your physical, emotional, and mental health include getting quality sleep. This is the most important thing that you can do because when you're sleeping, that is when your body resets and your hormones reset. And it is like a little broom comes in and cleans out our minds and cleans out our bodies and gives us a fresh start every day. So if you're not prioritizing sleep, that can cause a lot of health problems for your physical, mental, and emotional health. So please, if you get anything from this episode, make your sleep a priority. So I actually have a practice that I call the daily five that I check in with at the end of every day. I try to stay consistent with it. Some weeks are better than others, but when I'm in a really good groove and flow with my routine, this is what I check in with daily. And these five areas really are all encompassing when it comes to my emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual health. So I like to ask myself at the end of the day, did I nourish my body and did I hydrate well? Then I like to ask myself, how did I move my body? Did I work out? Did I walk for how long? Then I ask, did I meditate? Did I practice mindfulness? Did I sit down and journal and reflect? Then I ask myself, did I practice gratitude? I always start my day with three gratitudes and I take it a step further and I explain why I'm grateful because what you appreciate appreciates. And the last one is, did I connect with a loved one? So that might include sending a message to a friend or family member, talking on the phone, FaceTiming, or even sending a old-fashioned handwritten note. So if you incorporate those five areas daily, that's how you can really start to strengthen your health on a holistic, well-rounded level. So that might look different for you and deciding what practices that you want to develop to strengthen those areas of health, but it's very helpful to include that into your daily routine just so you can do a take a moment and reflect on how you're feeling and it might shine light in the areas that you're feeling off or areas that you might be putting yourself last or letting yourself down. Okay. So there you have it. In honor of Women's Health Week, I hope that you got something from this episode. Please let me know. Tag me in this episode. Tell me the one thing that you are going to do consistently to start improving and making your health a priority. I know everybody's health journey is unique to them, and I am, as a health coach, I know everybody's health journey is unique to them. And as a lifestyle and health coach, I support that no matter what. I realize that health is not a one size fits all. I believe in bio-individuality and you have to figure out what works for you. So just be curious, see what works for you. Use this time as an experiment to try taking consistent action and notice how it makes you feel. 
If you have a big health goal that you are working on, tag me so I can hold you accountable and cheer you on along the way. Throughout the rest of this week, I will be doing giveaways with my girl, Priscilla, and I have teamed up with some of the most incredible women around Phoenix, Arizona. I take my mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health very seriously, and I wouldn't be able to do it without the help of these incredible businesses. So all the way from skincare to... uh, all the way from skincare to workout classes, I have you covered in these giveaways. And the point of the giveaways is to really help you get back into the practice of taking care of yourself and making your health a priority. So if you're curious about the giveaway, head on over to my Instagram or Priscilla's Instagram and see what we're up to and share with who ever you want to share with, the way that you can win is either share and tag someone and explain why they deserve to win the giveaway or have someone tag or share about you. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, all of the giveaway deeds are on our Instagram. So head on over to our Instagram. Mine's at Brittany King underscore. All the goodness is there. And that's it, my friend. I hope that you got something from this episode. And I am so incredibly grateful for you to take the time to listen to this and maybe be inspired to make your health a priority today because that is how we take care of the world. We start by taking care of ourselves because when we feel good, we do good. And that is how we make a positive impact on everyone and everything around us. So until next time, love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. I'll catch you next time.